Babe, are you ready yet? Coming! Wow, you look fantastic. Thanks. I didn't know where we were going, so I thought I'd dress nice. Great. So, when's the taxi coming? Oh, we don't need a taxi. Just come outside into the garden. I thought you said you were taking me out. No, I said I was going to give you a night on the tiles. Just have a look at the roof. What is that? Tis I, the Knight of Rooftopia, sworn defender of this realm. Ta-da! You know, that's not what I had in mind. My king, my lady, dost thou have a quest for me? No thanks, we just need you to defend the roof. What? We just need you to defend the roof. Then I shall defend it with my life, my lord. I just want to know how he got the horse up there. Hello and welcome to Apartment Advances, the show that takes your horrendous habitats and turns them into domestic dreams. I'm your host, Alan Keyes, and today we've given the Froggett family an apartment makeover. Can I call you Greg? As long as I can call you Alan. (laughs) Glad to see you're in good spirits, Greg. Let's hope you can retain that enthusiasm as we show you to your home. Come right this way. So, as you walk in, I'm sure the first thing you'll notice is the colour. That and all the stairs, Alan. Well, yes, that too, but what do you think of the colour? The stairs. Everywhere. I mean, they're going in every direction. Yes, I was inspired by MC Escher, but try and focus on the important aspects here. I am. I'm just surprised to see so many stairs, since I live in a one-storey flat. And what do you think of the reflective orb in the middle of the room? Good for perspective, huh? Yeah, I suppose so. But how do I get across the room? And what do you think to this wallpaper? It's a fish, transforming into doves, then back into fish again. It's brilliant, isn't it? This is wild. I'm not sure what to think about it, though. Well, why don't you have a look upstairs? How? It's easy. Look, just slide out that drawer there. More stairs? That's right. Go down there. Take a right, down two flights, past the fridge, up perpendicular-wise, and follow the ominous herd of cows. Just promise me you'll never try and install a Stanner stairlift. What's that? Duck! No, I think it's a cuckoo. Get down! Yes, the clock is full of staircases. I'll be honest, Alan, I don't like it. I know it all seems a bit confusing and surreal right now, but you have to admit, the theming is excellent. I'm more of a Kandinsky man myself. You motherfucker. Oh shit, I've got to go. See ya.
You join us at an important juncture here at the World Gurning Championship. My name is Dan Smavers. And I'm Rick Hiccup, and let me tell you, we're having a thrilling day here at the drizzly, overcast Guernsey Crab Fair. That's right, Rick. It's our first visit, and we've been having a whale of a time watching the seagulls crapping on everything. That's right, Dan, the smell of crabs is certainly pervasive today. That's right, Rick. After just a whiff, I'm pretty sure I could compete in the contest myself. That's right, Dan. And who do we have here stepping up to the podium? That's right, Rick. That would be Greg Salmon. He's been competing here since the age of 19. He's a gurning institution at this point. It's fair to say he's easily the favorite in this competition. That's right, Dan. Greg is a legend in this sport. The crowd are being whipped into a frenzy of anticipation. That's right, Rick. As Greg attempts to hoist up that weird saddle thing, let's go over his recent form. That's right, Dan. Greg has placed first in this competition for the last 27 years in a row. Before that, he placed second in 1991 after a goat wandered onto the podium and fought it with surprise. That's right, Rick. So it's fair to say that anything less than a win here would be a major upset for Greg. That's right, Dan. And listen to these stats. He's never scored less than a 9.6 in his entire career. His points total increases when there's a southwesterly breeze, his shoe size is 9, and his prostate is still active. That's right, Rick. His signature move is known as the Parsons Bracket. It's a formidable face that would have any opposition quaking with fear. That's right, Dan. It looks like Greg is about to give us the show of a lifetime. That's right, Rick. He's in position. Here we go. Oh my heavens to Bootsy Collins, did you see that, Rick? Did you? That's right, Dan, I sure did see it. He signature move. Pulled up with style and aplomb. I don't think I've ever seen anyone pull a face like that before. That's right, Rick. It's a shame our viewers at home can't see this. That's right, Dan, and it's a shame we can't really describe it either. It really defies explanation. That's right, Rick. The best thing to do is just imagine a really ugly face, then multiply that by ten. Then you'll be somewhere in the ballpark. That's right, Dan. I'm telling you, this is the first gurning contest I've ever commentated on, and I've never seen anything like it. That's right, Nick. So, what happens now? Do we get another competitor? That's right, fan. According to my notes, that's it. That's right, Tick. You mean he's the only person in this contest? That's right, Clan. Now, we just have to wait for the judges' score, which will be published within the next 16 hours. That's right, Sick. 16 hours? That's a lot of dead air to fill. But luckily for you listeners, we'll be here all the way, bringing you the latest updates as they don't happen. But before that happens, we'll be showing you Greg's highlight wheel of his genital gurning. Do you think they'll ever let us back on television, Dan? I sure hope so, Rick. But not since our taxes were published. But enough about that. It's time to cut to commercial. Hello everyone, I'm Anthony Robertson. And I'm James Pasty. Welcome to Time Team. Uh, we can't call ourselves that. What? Since when? We did some research, and it turns out there's already a programme called Time Team. Damn, who knew? I like that name and all, but we're very alliterative. I know, I know. That's why we're going with past partners. Past partners? We sound like divorcees. It has the alliteration you like. Well, whatever, it doesn't matter. 
That's the name the producers have chosen. So let's start the intro again. Hello, I'm James Pasty. And I'm Anthony Robertson, and welcome to Past Partners. Don't say it out loud. Today, we're on site at a primary school in Devon. We've dug a massive trench across the entire school field, and we're hoping to uncover some ancient Roman ruins. That's right, Tony. The kids have been confined to their classroom today, despite today being sports day and all. So they won't be getting their dirty little paws and all our treasures. So, I understand you and the team have uncovered some interesting items. Yep. So, we were destroying the astroturf over here when we came across these unusual pieces of rubble. And what's so unusual about them? Well, this, these indiscriminate rocks might look like rubble to the untrained eye, but they are undoubtedly the foundation stones from a Roman bathhouse. Is that because the stone is marked in such a way that you can date it just from the appearance? I just know it is, Tony. I just know. Well, that's certainly a good find. The boys over there are just loading it all up onto the truck now. Might be good for selling off for rockeries. Or as I like to call them, rubbleries. <laughs> <laughs> yes, great. Discount price for me though, right? Right you are. Excellent. So, what else have you found? If you follow me over here. Oh, who put this skull here? It's wearing a hat. Never mind about that. We found some nice looking rocks over here. Is this... This skull looks like it came from the Third Reich. This looks like a commander's cap. Put it down, it's dirty. Yes, but this could be an important discovery. A decapitated German commander on British soil. If lost, please return to Herr Hitler. This is Hitler's hat. Hitler? Who's that then? Hitler! Adolf Hitler! The most infamous dictator the world has ever known! Never heard of him. Now, if you just return to... We need someone to take a look at this. Maybe we can get someone to carbon date it or get a DNA sample. All right, all right. Just put it in that box over there and let's get back to the rocks. This box? What is this? It's very ornate. Yeah, we'll put that out that trench about half an hour ago. Thought it might fetch a couple of quid on eBay. It's decorated with bones. These don't look human. Probably a cat or something. No, no, this is something bigger. Look at the tibia. It's almost lizard-like in structure, but much larger. Stop wasting time. We've got to get this sediment out of here before the school's let out. It's not dinosaur bones. If I didn't know any better, I'd say these belong to a dragon. I mean, look at the bone structure and how it shares a lot of commonalities with modern lizards. But it's, it's on a scale I've never seen before. Look, just dump the skull in here. Why did it say Pandora in here? Pandora? James, you've opened Pandora's box. Will she be mad? You don't understand. Pandora's box is a container for all the evils of the world. You may have just released Armageddon. Nah, that came out about 20 years ago. Bruce Willis was pretty good in it. You don't know what you've done. This is it. The end of days. It's Hitler's skull. He's back from the dead. Dein Welt wird fallen. Alright, I've had enough of this. Punt it. Get in the truck. That's enough time team for today. Past partners. Yeah, that. Let's go.
Animals are our best friends, but they can't communicate with us. What happens when we urgently need to talk to our pets? It's time to call John Huntsman, their pet psychic. Today, John comes face to face with a lizard who has a dark past. Hello. Please, come on through. What have you brought for me to do? This is my gecko, Craig. No, I meant what's in that bag you're holding. That's my lunch for later. I'll take that, thank you. Now, what's wrong with Chris here? Craig. Yes, Craig, that's what I said. Well, Craig seems to be very afraid of the dark. He gets all restless when it comes to turning off the lights at home. He barely seems to sleep at all. All right. Step back, please. I'm going to hit Craig with a psychic blast to determine what the problem is. Is it dangerous? Not at all. I'll be fine. He's powerful. I can barely... Man it. I'm in. Okay, I'm getting a lot of negative energy. Oh, God. Oh, my God. What? What is it? Is Craig adopted? No. I bought him from a garden centre when he was young. Where did he come from before that? I don't know. An egg? What's the problem? Craig has a terrible secret. I'm not sure how to say this. What is it? Craig used to be a drug mule. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> You're serious? I'm afraid so. Before you knew him, the Yakuza used him to send bags of heroin through airport security. That's crazy. Even if it were true, why would they even do that? Who's going to scan a lizard? I don't understand how this relates to him being afraid of the dark. Well, your lizard used to spend hours upon hours hidden inside packing crates. The noise of aeroplane engines, the approaching dread of getting caught, plus the burst baggies slowly filling his digestive system with hallucinogens, created a psychological trauma that he's still struggling to cope with. So, how on earth did he escape from the Yakuza and end up in a garden centre in Kent? His chakras are not fully aligned. I can't access that information yet. Not without an extensive course of hypnotherapy and regression. Okay, well, let's do that. I might also need to send him to Colombia. To a spa. For treatment. If you think it will help. That's good news. Just leave Craig with me. I'll make sure he gets the best treatment. Bye then. And so, John Huntsman has cracked the case once again, thanks to his unique abilities. Join us after the break when we'll be looking at a Springer Spaniel that's afraid of rain, a bearded dragon who insists on being clean-shaven, and the sheep that ate its own mother. Craig, eh? Like Daniel Craig. Sky fall when it crumbles. Hmm. Adele. graph. You see it? It's shit. The arrow is going down. Down. When the arrow goes down, money goes down. And when money goes down, I get angry. So, one of you idiots 
needs to come up with a new product right now, today, in this meeting, or I swear to God I will fire you faster than a cheetah can run a hundred metres on laxatives. Okay, shoot. Me? Yes. Suggest anything. The cloud's the limit. We're just spitballing. But if I don't like your spitballs, you'll be fired. Um, uh, <clears throat> well, I, I reckon... Faster. I reckon, I reckon we need a, a new flavour. Something unusual. Uh, people, people are eating a lot of chilli chocolate, so maybe we go in that direction. We could add something spicy. Nah, fuck that in the ball sack. We need something that's going to blow people's cocks clean off. What about a ghost pepper chocolate? Paprika? Maybe a packet of hot sauce to rub on your fucking urethra? I like that idea, Sky. We should experiment with hotter flavours. That was my idea. Make them with chilli oil instead of pissy old palm oil. Wasabi and lime pickle flavour. Tandoori fall fury. I don't think curry chocolate would taste... Nice work. I can see the whole range of chocolate bars. But what should we call it? Um, something... something like the hot range? Taste testers? Oh, suck my clit, Neville, you complete fucking bitch. It needs to sound fucking dangerous. Like, your tits are going to explode if you eat it. Or if you don't. But we might alienate some of our customers. Well, those crusty old cock merchants go and piss down a periscope. We need to grab our young customers by the balls and say, ram this down your throat, you fucking arsewipe. Great idea, Sky. What did you have in mind? Okay, so it's going to be a fucking ordeal eating this shit, right? It's like an endurance test. What about taste testers? Yeah, I like that. It's like a test of strength. Absolutely fucking lootly. But I... Shut it, shit sucker. Nev, chill out. Better speak. Yeah, pipe down, you little pubescent piss rag. The adults are talking. Stop insulting me. Okay, so we have a range of products and a name. Let's put down some ideas around packaging. Sky? Um, I, um, yeah. Maybe we could use some oranges and reds. They're lively and they're synonymous with spice. Massive, vibrant, cock-sucking colours all over the fucking place. Reds, oranges, yellows, like motherfucking chilli peppers. Keep going, Sky. I'm liking this. Maybe some dickhead's face exploding like BAM all over the fucking walls and shit. But he's enjoying it too, like he's sucking dick milk from the gods. Horse piss! Sorry, I just thought that might get your attention. Well, I have to say, Sky, I think you've just served this company. Thanks, cumface. And as for you, Neville, you can clear out your desk. But I always keep my desk tidy. No, you're fired. Now pack up and leave. Okay, will you give me a reference? Good evening, chummies. I am your host, Hugh Lanchengrau, and we are delighted to receive you in our chambers tonight. Oh, eh? Hey, up. And that's Jim Moss. All right. And on today's episode of The Etiquette Show, we'll be looking at... Actually, mate, we've got a little surprise for you today. Don't, don't interrupt me. We talked about this. No, no, d- don't worry. It's a nice surprise. Trust me, you'll like it. I wouldn't enjoy a surprise from you unless it involved a hunting rifle and you dressed as a rather plump grouse. Today, I've bought some stuff in. So, it's your turn to guess what it is. 
What? You've you've bought some utensils? Yeah. You see what we've done? We've flipped it all around on you. <laughs> Quite. My head is spinning faster than my drunken uncle riding his antique globe again. So, here's a few bits that me and the wife use for his tea. Can you guess what they are? What in the world is this? No clues, just have a guess. Some sort of pipette for dispensing puree? Wrong. That's my gravy straw. A gravy straw? Aye, for slurping up them last bit of gravy under your taters. Slurping. Good gracious. Okay, fair enough. Well, what about this one, then? Is it some manner of serving device? A what? Is it used for pouring? So close! I give up. It's my... Meat jug! I beg your pardon? And what about this, then? Knowing you, is it perchance your child's cloth nappy? It's the wife's pie bib. Ugh. I take it you don't have any help with the washing in your house. So what do you reckon to your surprise, then? Well, it is fascinating to understand what I'm up against. So you and your wife use these... things? Most nights for us teas, yeah. I'm sorry, Jimothy. I'll have to stop you there. Teas? That's right, teas. That's the first thing we'll have to beat out of you. It's not tea, it's dinner. Ah, dinner's what you have at midday. That would be lunch. So, what do you have at four in afternoon? Well, that would be too early for dinner. Well, it's the meal between twosies and tea. How many meals do you and the wife have per day? Um, one, two, three, um... <sighs> Let's just leave it there, Do you count we? even noms? Stop! You are making me feel nauseous. Why do you have to be like this? Because I have to fraternise with you. Don't you realise what this show has done to my social circle? What do you mean? People look down their noses at me. I don't get invited to events anymore. The Chancellor won't return my calls. All I wanted was to bring a little class to this show, and you're messing it up with your... slobbery. Well, I'm sorry I'm so embarrassing to you. This ain't doing me any favours with me mates, either. Let's... let's just leave this recording for today. All right. We're still contracted to do one more, though. We'll... we'll figure it out. Hello, boys and girls. I'm Tick. And I'm Tock. It's time for Time Town. Say, Tick, have you heard of the saying... Time makes fools of us all. What are you implying? Have you found my old school books? No, 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 no. What I'm trying to say is, we should remember to look after and care for our elders, because the passage of time can do terrible things to us. Is that why you put your granddad in a home? We couldn't look after him any more. He's very senile. So it wasn't to get his house, then? Hey, I've got an idea. Why don't you pay your grandpa a visit? Shut your face, you stupid son of a bitch. Well, if you want to teach the boys and girls about respecting their elders, it might be a good idea to go and visit him. Have you got your toll money? Oh, no! He's got a point, though. How can we expect the boys and girls to respect their elders unless we go and visit them? <laughs> Fine. 
We'll go at lunch, see if we can get some free food. Spaghetti? Don't start. Well, here we are, Toc. So, which one's your granddad? Over there. The sundial? What? Who? Hello, Grampy. Uh... Hello! I'm Toc's friend, Tick. Ticks? He's not very good with strangers. Say, Mr Sundial, why does it smell like burnt cabbage in here? Baggage. So, what have we been up to, Grampy? Hey, fish sticks. I hope they bring the spaghetti soon. Well, this has been a great visit, but we have visit? to... Visit? Who's that? He's another of the residents here. Decimal clock. Zutelaz, je m'appelle Decimal clock. Vige la bonne monarchy. Vive la révolution. I like him. He seems like a fun German guy. Not really. The accent gets tiring after a while, especially when it keeps breaking. I am the official timekeeper of the revolution. It's a bit like that famous musical, Cats. Hey, Mr. Decimal Clock, I hear Napoleon is in the kitchen. Oh, why'd you have to do that? I can't stand him. I think he's pretty backwards. Whoa! What kind of fresh hell is that? Oh, this is the barber's clock. He just speaks senile gibberish. It hurts my ears. He's a dribbling idiot. Ignore him. What a tool! Shut up! Go and soil yourself quietly in a corner. Well, it doesn't look like we're going to get that spaghetti after all. Can we go now? With pleasure. You know, it's strange. We've just visited an old people's home for timekeeping devices, and there wasn't a single grandfather clock in there. That would have been too easy, wouldn't it? We really need to get him off the roof. His horse is destroying the tiles. Hey, Mr Knight, could you come down, please? Dost thou have a quest for me, my lord? No, we just don't need you to defend the roof anymore. No quest? Nothing to defend? But I'm an honourable knight, good sir. Without these, I am nothing. This was all a misunderstanding. I'm sorry to put you out. What? I'm sorry to put you out. Is this a test? A test? A test of my resolve. I shall not come down, my lord. I shall prove my devotion to you. Hey, I have a quest for you. Get the hell off our property or I'm calling the police. The police? Are they rivals to vanquish? I shall smite them, thusly. Ha! Not the TV aerial. Ha! Ha! And stop sticking your lance down the chimney. Then my noble steed shall provide assistance. Great. There goes the chimney. Thanks for ruining date night.
Your queen shall come around, my lord. Give her a fucking rest, please. You are the very model of toxic masculinity. Your banter robs the cocoa to some boys all of their dignity. You regale us with tales on how you lost your virginity. Your story heard most likely by all is in your vicinity. You're very well acquainted too in matters of the gym there, though you question your companions with requests such as the Ulift Bro about expensive watches you are teeming with a lot of views. With many cheerful facts that you have gleaned from the Lab Bible Cruise. You're very good at boasting of your voracious virility Your slew of protein powders covers for your femininity Birds and boobs and bands all form the basis of your trinity You are the very model of toxic masculinity You know your team's history from their new test to that Kev Keegan A footballing vernacular like go on on my head now son You really cannot understand why Top Gear fire clocks And though Matt LeBlanc's quite good but thank god they sacked the ginger one you quoting lengthy detail, Keith Lemon and then Dapper laughs and go for fossil lead while all the lads drive around the cenotaph. Those lip tar snowflake melts and all those mainstream media sycophants. Political correctness is stopping all your proper bands. Nail down a drop of whiskey, then a Jaeger, then a pine before you tactically chunder. Yeah, you tactically chunder on the laminated Marston's floor. To drive your rowdy quickly is a part of your divinity And quoting engine specs brings you an immense sanguinity You'll always be this way right from now until infinity You are the very model of toxic masculinity Your back catalogue collections are completed for both Nuts and Zoo Though when it comes to Penthouse you'll admit that you don't have a few Although you mostly read them for the stories and the articles You don't care exploitation pushes women to the marginals Although you have read two bookmarks for your own private funnery Your mere presence alone it could completely flood a nunnery You've uploaded lengthy videos about your pickup artistry You're dedicated to your masculinity wholeheartedly <laughs> As for your fighting knowledge, well you have quite the affinity And you'll twat anybody who accuses you of bigotry Birds and boobs and bantle form the basis of your trinity You are the very model of toxic masculinity Music